This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Tomas, an Outcasting Youth participant. I grew up in Barcelona, a pretty diverse city where I saw many different kinds of people. Families come from different countries to live there. They had different religions. Some had lived through struggles of one kind or another. There was such a varied culture. I didn't notice anything specifically LGBTQ, just a lot of people who were different from me. It made me curious and aware and open to learn about all these different people from different places and even passionate about it, possibly more than if I'd grown up here in the U.S. When I was little, I was more feminine than most boys, maybe more in tune with what other people were feeling. I loved hanging out with girls as friends, and I tended to like things that didn't line up with what you traditionally think of as boy stuff. So I didn't play with cars and I had no interest in sports. Some people around me started calling me gay and questioned my sexuality. It began when I was about five years old. At first, I didn't know what gay meant, but I knew it was meant to be insulting. I eventually figured out it had something to do with who I liked. I didn't understand why these people would be so bothered about something like that. It confused me because I was just a little kid who barely understood human attraction. But in third or fourth grade, I had a teacher I really trusted, and I talked to her. I told her that a few people were calling me gay and insulting me, and I didn't really know what it meant. Was something wrong with me? She was super kind. She explained that it wasn't anything bad at all, that gay simply meant that some people were attracted to the same gender, and that not only guys and girls can date. She said I shouldn't change anything about myself. As I got into middle school and started to understand myself more, I realized that I'm not gay, but also that being gay was not a bad thing at all. It was just a normal thing, and I started to imagine what it must be like to actually be gay and be insulted for it. And I didn't want that to happen to anyone, certainly not another five-year-old who could feel that who he is is a bad thing. One day when I was in high school, I was having lunch with a group of classmates. There was a girl at another table sitting alone. I don't think she had many friends, at least not in school. Some classmates started taunting her and even asked her what her favorite sexual position was. This was clearly an attack against her sexuality because they all knew she was a lesbian. If she had been straight, I'm certain that she wouldn't have endured this cruel behavior. It was a nasty thing for them to do and they made me furious. I told them, this is terrible. How careless can you be? What makes you guys think this is okay to ask? After that, they stopped, and they left the cafeteria. I went over to the girl and offered my support. I told her that all those bullies who were attacking her will never be as brave as she is. And I made sure she knew that she could count on me anytime she needed someone to talk to. I could see her eyes light up, and she said, thank you, with such a powerful tone. I could tell she needed to hear that. We became friends after that day, and are still very close friends. All of the things I mentioned about my experiences growing up, the diversity of Barcelona, being taunted as a five-year-old, the conversation with my elementary school teacher, the incident with the girl in the cafeteria, all of it made me start to think of myself as a straight ally. So instead of thinking of gay as an insult, I flipped it. Gay people might be among the bravest people. They know that being gay and being open about it can be dangerous and scary, but they do it anyway and I want to be one of the people who makes them feel supported. My parents taught me from a young age to choose kindness and treat people the way I want to be treated. That stuck with me, and I've always tried to live that way. 
The idea of being an ally isn't difficult to understand. You just have to support people's right to be themselves. You respect their pronouns, you don't tear them down because of who they are, you help raise awareness, and sometimes you can educate people. For me, that sometimes means being confrontational when I see people teasing or abusing or bullying someone who's gay. I know how lucky, how privileged I am not to be torn down for who I am. That privilege enables me to fight back when I see people being homophobic or mean. If someone called me gay today, I'd say, why is that relevant? Why are you using it as an insult? Something I do take a lot of pride in is that no matter how many times my sexuality was questioned, I always remained true to myself and didn't try to modify the way I present myself to other people. I never tried to act more stereotypically like a boy. I still had girls as friends, pursued hobbies I actually liked, and always kept my open and empathetic personality. But I wonder, if I were actually gay, would I be so willing to be confrontational? Maybe not. I think I'd be more scared for my safety. I might not have stood up for the girl in the lunchroom. I can even imagine that at some points in my life, I might have even tried to change things about how other people see me in order to have friends and not be bullied. A friend here at Outcasting has a family friend connection to a gay 14-year-old boy who killed himself last summer by jumping off a New York City landmark. How do you even process news like that? When my Outcasting friend told me about it, I felt chilled everywhere and furious about a society that could drive a 14-year-old boy to kill himself. It was especially terrible to hear about it directly from someone I know. I wish I could have talked with that boy and let him know that he was okay and supported and loved. Who knows whether it could have stopped him from jumping off if someone had just talked with him like that. Maybe that's all he needed. But now it's too late and we'll never know. There are plenty of resources for people who want to know how to be a straight ally. In my school, you see flyers and posters telling you how. Don't sexualize LGBTQ people. Stand up for them. Don't make offensive jokes. Anyone can find websites with this information. But sometimes, you can feel lost and not know what to do. And not all straight can be confrontational about it. Let's say you're in a school sports team and some of your teammates make comments like, that's so gay, as a joke and an insult. You want to call them out for being homophobic, but it will feel awkward or even uncomfortable. Maybe you've built a bond with these teammates, and your friendship with them could be damaged if you say anything. So maybe when your teammates taunt someone like that, you don't react right away. Maybe you want to try to find a good time to have a conversation with your teammates about how their casual insults can affect LGBTQ people, but the right time never presents itself. Does this hesitancy make you less of an ally and more of a bystander? There's no easy answer to that question. It's a good thing to confront prejudice as long as it doesn't make you unsafe. We can't always live up to that ideal, but we should try, because prejudice thrives when it's not confronted. But I feel lucky to live in a time when things are changing. For a lot of people in my generation, probably a lot more than in earlier generations, we see firsthand that being LGBTQ is just what people are, in exactly the same way that straight people are straight. It isn't a choice, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just who you are. That means that being anti-LGBTQ is bigotry and nothing more. And homophobic bigotry is dying off. Most Americans support LGBTQ equality. We see culture wars being fought by an aging and shrinking number of people who are panicking about having lost their anti-LGBTQ grip on society. 
They don't seem to believe in equality, one of the central ideals of the United States. My generation knows that LGBTQ people just exist. They've always just existed. It's inhuman to try to make them deny who they are in their everyday lives. Even if we're not LGBTQ ourselves, people of my generation have LGBTQ friends who are refusing to live in the closet. And we can see with our own eyes that when LGBTQ people refuse to live a lie, it doesn't actually hurt anyone at all. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is a production of Media for the Public Good, based in New York. This piece was created by Outcaster Tim and me, Tomas. Our executive producer is Mark Sofis. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. You can also find outcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and thanks for listening.